Coffee Break, where Helena comes to talk. I am Troy Shockley, and this is the Coffee Break Podcast. Thanks for joining our chat today. Coffee Break brought to you by Cochrane Insurance. Ryan McMurdo. Ryan, one of Intermountain's uh, newest occupational therapists, and we're going we're gonna to meet Ryan here in a little bit but uh we're gonna we're gonna let her uh you know see how a pro does it first so she can see how this works get a chance to settle in uh you know jenna thanks so much for coming by today i sure appreciate it yeah it's always a pleasure i love love chatting with you and having the chance to talk about what we do at intermountain with our with our listeners yeah so how are things i mean how are things in intermountain right now it's such a loaded question. How are right. they? I know that's a very vague. <laughs> um, I've noticed that as we have people um, within the organization, you know, we'll call each other. And ev- I think everybody's initial uh, go-to question is, how are you? And yeah. what is the answer to that anymore? Um, things at Intermountain are good, though. I will say, uh, you know, we've seen a lot more action uh, coming toward us from people reaching out, experiencing, like we've talked about in the past, um, new sensations, uh, depression, anxiety. Uh, they're seeing it in themselves. They're seeing it in their kiddos. Uh, they're seeing it in their close friends and family. Mm-hmm. And um, the good thing is we have noticed that people are using their resources, which is really great. So they're making that phone call. They're getting online, um, interroutin.org, and and seeing what they can do if this is something that we can help with, which is usually the case. Yeah. So Intermountain, I mean, in, in terms of just – operationally mm-hmm. you're still there you're still open yes. all, all that's still happening absolutely and um like a lot of uh health facilities in general we've had to you know increase the ways that we function with our our uh, clients so that we're being optimally safe not only for our providers that are providing the services but for all of the clients that come through our doors we have in-person and teletherapy available. Um, so we're actually through this in the strangest way. We've been able to create um, even more like greater access to care for uh, children, youth, families, and even adults that we serve across the state of Montana. Yeah. I mean, has the pandemic impacted the number of people coming in? I mean, is there a segment that are like, you know what, we're we're going to stay home. You know, we have seen both. We've seen okay. people that have a comfort level. Um, and as we talked to Ryan too, occupational therapy is a kind of therapy yeah. where, you know, in person is really, really great. Um, but they've also gotten really creative, all of our providers across the board to be, to be able to provide that care um, at whatever level of comfort people have with the spikes that we have across the nation and in Montana of COVID, um, you know, we're able to accommodate pretty much any uh, preference for people that want to seek help. Yeah. But what if, I mean, things have to look a little different, right? I mean, I had to go to the dentist yesterday and of course things look different there. I was trying to find a way out of it. And I told my wife, well, I can't wear my mask. Like that seems unsafe. I can't wear my mask there. So I should probably avoid it. Um, That's got to be true in some ways for you, right? I mean, things just have to functionally look different. Absolutely. I think if you, like you brought up the dentist, you know, anytime you're going into an appointment situation where you're seeking care, um, it does look different now. And um, people, though, what we've noticed is resiliency is there so that they're able to adapt to those situations and um, providers and clients are able to find a healthy balance of 
a quote unquote, and I'm going to, I hate that I'm going to say this, but a new normal. Yeah, Everybody yeah. wants to say normal. What is the new normal, right? There is not really a normal. So it's a constant shift in balance of how we're providing care and um, meeting them where their comfort levels are. Yeah, I should throw out John. I know my dentist listens, and so you know, <laughs> not all the time. But he told me yesterday, you know, I listen. I still get a chance. John, I love you. I just, I, I hate where you work. That's all. He does a great job. I'm and just not I think a big fan of the dentist. Something to remember too is, um, especially in the healthcare world, right, which we are part of. Everyone's doing absolutely everything they can to create the maximum safety yeah um we're still we're incredibly diligent about symptoms and testing and making sure that masks and um you know all the protection uh, is in place for our clients to come in and really feel comfortable because the last thing that we want to add to a therapy session is to is add a stressor exactly to a, yeah, yeah. so we have people that are coming in with already high levels like toxic stress you know they're already dealing with a lot we don't need them to come in and feel that when they have their appointments. Yeah. Jenna Williams is our guest to kick off the show. She's with Intermountain. And we we talked the last time you were here about what happens in terms of, you know, just sitting and, and talking things out. You know, it just sort of this is what this looks like. And it just strikes me, as we talked about before, um, all of this is stretching into the holiday season. That's obviously a difficult time for a lot of people already, right? And it yes. doesn't seem like this is getting any better. It's not like, well, if we can just make it to – Halloween, exactly. we'll be yes. fine, right? Like uh, this can be a tough time in any circumstances. So a lot of people are really going to be struggling in the next few months. Absolutely, and um, you know when the holidays come around, we see spikes anyway. Um, we see people reaching out more. Um, we see more issues with kiddos. We have college kids coming back from college. Those college kids may not have even gone to college. And so people are already feeling um, that stress, like I was saying, the stressors, right? They're feeling that. The holidays, holiday can mean hurt. Mm -hmm. Holidays don't always mean happy times with families. Holidays can bring a lot of hurt and pain with them. And so, um, again, we're just creating as much access to care as we possibly can. Um, and encouraging people that, you know, if it feels uncomfortable, if it's outside of normal behavior. So like baseline behavior is you can say this is and again, there was that word normal. That Sorry no, about yeah. that. Yeah. But but you know what I mean? Like the baseline behavior of like this is what's usual. This is what's typical in my life um, or for my kids or for my family. And then you're seeing things outside of that different behaviors more aggression more withdrawing um those would be the time where talk more talk about feelings start labeling the feelings how are we feeling say what they are i'm feeling sad what does that mean yeah is it okay to be sad it's okay to be sad right um if it becomes a persistent issue we're a phone call away yeah. You know, so that's where the care comes I, in. I think you mentioned something that's uh, probably pretty important there. Um, you know, me as a non-professional, I'm taking a stab at this. But, uh, you know, you, you talk about like college kids, you know, they've been off maybe at school, maybe not, you know, whatever that looks like. Um, or, or even your school age kids, right? They're, they're in school, whatever that looks like. Uh, holidays are coming up. Now, all of a sudden, they don't have whatever sort of that looked like at least it was some kind of schedule. It was some kind of, and kids are also, they're holding it together, right? right. Like I know how I'm supposed to act at school. Yes. And then all of a sudden you can breathe at home. Well, that might turn into you let your guard down and then 
that's when things blow up, right? Exactly. Um, so with kiddos, you know, I think oftentimes parents will kind of or can overjudge their resiliency. So they may see behavior that would have been contained in a school type setting and then they get home and they're more exposed to, um, you know, aggression due to stress stressors or acting out or withdrawing. And so it's just being sensitive to that as we're closer, as we're yeah. closer in proximity with those that we care about, with our kids, with our loved ones. Because home is that safe place, right? Where exactly. I don't have to put up those walls. I can be whatever I feel. Right, right. And, yeah. and you know, hopefully home is that safe place. And it, if it is that safe place, then that's something uh, where it's important to have that sensitivity and be able to have those conversations. There's so many different changes that are going on um, around the country, around the state. And something to really remember, too, is that um, talking about it, talking about it, even sometimes it's uncomfortable to talk about it, but to kind of work as a family unit or work as even just like couples and um, or an extended family unit or your close friends, just talk, check in. Sometimes um, alternatives to, hey, are you okay? Um, is, you know, haven't heard from you for a while, just wanted to check in. Is there, you know, a chance we could just catch yeah. up? There we go, right? You're not asking them to say, I'm good, I'm bad, I'm whatever. Um, and we do have a lot of those resources on our Facebook page for Intermountain yeah. MT. And it might not be a bad time to, to say, hey, let's go for a car ride, right? Because some of those, you, you mentioned how uncomfortable that is. It's because you're like, exactly. guys, we're looking at each other. Well, let's talk about, let's go for a car ride and talk. You don't have to look at that person because you're driving. Exactly. Or, you know, like take a walk. Um, in Helena right now, <laughs> I would not recommend going right. for a car, right, until we get some melt. But um, no, it's it is it's just taking that moment, being with. There's there's something about being with someone, and just existing in the space that they can be in it at that moment. Um, if you have someone in your life that is more withdrawn, it's really great to reach out and again not say, "Are you okay?" or uh, another not good one is uh, you're worrying me right. because what you're doing is yeah. you're putting that person in a position to make you feel better because then they, they might lie and be like, no, don't worry about it. I'm okay. Right. That may not be true. So if you're noticing that someone's withdrawing or they're having behavior again, that's atypical, not usual. It's not their well, typical behavior. Well, this is not a usual time. Exactly. So, so they're you know, avoiding to be what things they that. love. Yeah. Right. So just, being with yeah. is, is a strong tool. And, uh, you know, just real quick before we go to break, um, and Jana, for people that are home now, there's a lot of people working from home. That adds a, a, an element of stress, too. I mean, are, are there things that people that are in that sort of situation, are there things they can do just on their own, maybe even to just improve mental wellness and just uh, sort of take a minute? Yes. Or, I mean, are, are there techniques for that? Absolutely. Um, so a couple things. Take a break. Take a break, stretch your legs, stand up, walk around, um, get a glass of water, maybe eat some food, be more conscious of um, your nutrition. Are you just grabbing random things during the day or are you actually trying to eat a little bit more healthy, right? Breathing. Breathing is an amazing tool um, and we actually have a box breathing. There's a box breathing technique 
that helps diffuse or can help diffuse anxiety or anxious situations. Um, and um, there's another technique, 54321. Both of those actually are going to be, we have an article coming out in the upcoming issue of Montana Parent um, and in November, and where we'll talk really in depth about those. But those kind of techniques, it slows the world down. And it brings you back into your space. So if you're anxious about the future, if you're like, oh, my gosh, paychecks and paying mortgage and kiddo is freaking out and then kiddo's freaking out because not in school and online learning and really close with siblings all the time. Yeah. These are great tools that can actually slow the world down, bring you back into that moment as a family and say, "Okay, right now we're right here. We're right now, especially adults working. We think that we can just push through, but now going into the holiday season, it's probably more imperative than ever to take those pauses and take those moments to check in with yourself. Yeah. Jenna Williams is with Inner Mountain, and we're going to give her a chance to breathe here. We've been uh, grilling her for a little bit, but Ryan McMurdo has also been uh, just hanging out, and uh, I want her to get on the mic too. So we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll come back and chat occupational therapy with Ryan on Coffee Break. I just wanted to step away from the show for a few seconds to tell you that if you miss an episode, you can always catch up. We're on iTunes, so find our show there or swing by coffeebreak959.podbean.com. Local and area events, city, state, and national officials, your neighbors doing incredible things. We talk to them all on Coffee Break, where Helena comes to talk. In today's always-on world, your business demands a simpler approach to network security. At Blackfoot Communications, we deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across Montana. Ensure your company's network is online all the time. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com security. Welcome back in. This is Coffee Break. Thanks for sticking around with us this morning. We're talking with some of our friends from Inner Mountain, and we've got Ryan McMurdo behind the mic now. She's one of Inner Mountain's newest occupational therapists. Ryan, thanks for coming by. I appreciate it. Thanks so much for having me this morning. Yeah, I promised Ryan we'd go easy on her for the first round, and you know <laughs> maybe next time when she's when she's back, we'll make it a little tougher. But uh, can you introduce yourself to listeners a little bit? What's what's the Ryan McMurdo story? Oh, well, that's a tough one already that you're throwing at me. <laughs> so I am fairly new to Helena. Well, returning, I guess I should say. I went to Broadwater Elementary School, and my family moved to the High Line and then to Stevensville, um, and then we transplanted to California. So I am returning home um, after about 20 years okay. to Montana. Um, I... Went to University of Southern California, USC, to do my master's degree in occupational therapy. And they talked me into and offered me um, a position I couldn't refuse to stay on and do my doctorate with them as well. And I've been working in the field for about a year and am starting at Intermountain as of August. Okay. So relatively new. You're still, you're still moving in. I'm still getting the swing of things a little bit. Yeah. And one of the things that really drew me to Intermountain, besides all the work they do in the community, is the opportunity for me to have mentorship with other occupational therapists. Um, we have one of our lead OTs, JJ, and she's also worked at the hospital at St. Pete's for quite some time. And she comes with just a wealth of knowledge 
Um, and then I have Sarah on my team, who is a great resource. And Jenna is one of our newer OTs as well. And she just comes with so much knowledge from graduate school. So a really good team. So occupational therapy, um, why that area? I mean, there, there's so many areas to get into. Why is that the one that you decided that this is where I belong? Sure. Um, well, I suppose what really drew me to OT is that I have my own younger brother with special needs, and he has really excelled um, in different sports, and he has a lot of independence now that I don't think he necessarily would have had without all of the different resources and therapies that have come into his life. And occupational therapy is really broad. And I think what I love about it is that we have training in physical health. So working with people that might have cerebral palsy or that traditionally we work a lot in fine motor skills. Mm-hmm. Um, they may be recovering from a stroke. And we also have training in mental health. So working on coping skills, helping with relaxation, building strategies for anxiety. Um, and then we have training in... Um, working with adults, working with children, all the way starting in the neonatal unit and through the lifespan. So I love the opportunity to work with people of all ages and of all abilities. Yeah. Ryan McMurdo is our guest. She's with Intermountain. She's an occupational therapist out there. And I think that name itself kind of throws people a little bit, right? Like you don't work at job service. Right. We get that a lot. So um, we look at occupation um, through a lens of it could be what's meaningful to someone as far as their job and their work, and that might be a young adult or any adult, really. Work is meaningful. But what's occupation for a child? That's playing. That's being mm. able to be successful in school. That's having feeding skills, oral motor skills is something that we work on. Um, so occupation looks very broad, and we look at what different roles people take on. So that might be the role of being a parent or being a, a son or a daughter. Um, yeah, so it almost, it, it it leads you to and answers this question at the same time of who is this for, right? Like, so you go, well, who, who would that be right for? Well, you sort of touched on it, it, kind of anybody almost. It is. We help people to reach their highest quality of life. And that looks very different for the individual. So occupational therapy is really tailored towards that individual and helping to discover what they love, what they need to do, and then facilitating that. We we really work on giving them the most independence to to do what they love. Yeah, yeah. So very individualized. It certainly is. So um, looking at the physical body, we might work with someone who has fine motor delays. And at Intermountain, we're working with a lot of children. Um, we're expanding into adults. But fine motor delays in children might look like not holding your pencil correctly or not being able to do up the buttons on your jacket when other children are able to do that um, of that same age. And then we also look at gross motor skills, so the bigger muscles in the body. Um, A child with gross motor delays might look a little clumsy. They might be bumping into things. They might have trouble with sitting up tall in their chair. and we look at a lot of other things too. Yeah. That's in the physical domain. Yeah. So I, you know, individuals who are um, sick for whatever reason, disabled, injured, developmentally delayed. I mean, th- there's a, a laundry list, which means you've got to be able to know how to do a whole lot of things, Ryan. It's true. We are pretty diverse. Um, I work with a lot of children on the autism spectrum, and so for those children, we are doing a lot of social skills work. Um, with the older kids, I love going out in the community. We're doing some job training and um, interview skills and things like that. 
And speaking of autism, a lot of these people have trouble with um, processing their senses. So we call it sensory processing. Mm. And maybe a certain texture of clothing might be adversive to you, but to someone with autism, that could feel like needles poking into your skin or a sound that might be a little you know, offsetting for us is just really disturbing for this person. And so we work on sensory integration and either modifying the environment to make it more comfortable for these people or really working on getting their senses a little bit more integrated, a little bit more balanced. So yeah, Ryan McMurdo is with Intermountain. She's an occupational therapist and ultimately uh, occupational therapy. It's about um, improving quality of life, right? I mean, at, at, at the end of the day for each of these people that come through, whatever that looks like, you're, you're improving their life. You really hit the nail on the head. It, it sure is. And I'd say if, if parents or if anyone has concerns in these domains that I spoke about, to come on in, have a conversation, have an individualized evaluation, and see if occupational therapy could be something that might help their child or help their family. Yeah. And it's a lot of things that so many of us just take for granted, right? I mean, just those skills that you just, I just do it. You know, you don't think about it. You don't, that, that's not necessarily the case for everybody. It's so true. And something that we really look at, we call skills of um, activities of daily living, independent living skills. And so we work with children on grooming and bathing. Some children can't hold their toothbrush properly and even brush their teeth. So maybe we'll add an adaptive um, piece of equipment to their hand and all of a sudden they can hold their toothbrush, they can hold their hairbrush. And that makes all the difference for not just them, but their caregivers as well. Well, and not just the, the, the physical act, right? Like mm-hmm. you're, you're improving that, you're, you're fixing, the, or fixing, but you're, you're, you're improving this situation, but just mentally that, I mean, that's huge because now all of a sudden this person has, they've overcome an obstacle that is a mountain for them. And all of a sudden they've reached the top of that mountain. That's a, that's a big deal. It is. And we love that as OTs being able to celebrate what to someone might be a little small goal, but in this person's life, it's paramount to their independence and improving their daily quality of life. And it's really exciting as an occupational therapist to help people facilitate um, yeah. that in their life. Yeah. Ryan McMurdo is with us on Coffee Break today. She's with Intermountain. She's an occupational therapist out there. We've got about five minutes left with her. And this is, so I guess, and you've touched on a couple, but maybe give us, tell us a story, give us a picture of an instance where you'd be call in, called in, you know, the, the, the bat signal goes up and uh, Ryan jumps to the rescue. What does that look like? I, I know it's all individualized, and so it's going to vary on what is it that you're working on, who is it that you're working with. But if there's a generic situation, what does that look like from the, the time they show up, I guess, to get evaluated, right? Mm-hmm. That, that's where it would start? Sure. So say I have a client that comes in, and maybe they're presenting with difficulties with a lot of our kids lately, I'm seeing them come in with sleep problems, children that are having difficulty calming and regulating mm. before bed, staying in their own bed. Um, and that, of course, is affecting the entire family unit. So we might write a goal then for sleep hygiene. And we're working on strategies um, for calming and regulating before bed. So that might be something like deep pressure input or massage can be really calming depending on your sensory, your sensory type. Um, it might be having a visual schedule that these are the things that we do before bed. Um, it might be modifying the environment and offering some kind of a, a lighting system with a little remote. So we get really creative. We take the science and the creativity and the compassion 
and see what we can come up with to help these families. And it's been really amazing hearing stories um, and parents say, oh my gosh, they slept in their own bed for the first time. And they didn't wake up and cry in the middle of the night just from doing these kind of calming and relaxation strategies. And is that then an ongoing thing or is it one of those things, all right, we check that one off? I mean, or do you sort of, is it a continuing thing where let's make sure that this is reinforced we keep working on it oh certainly we are continuing to have conversations with the parents with the children and seeing what we need to address um, during our weekly sessions we usually see kids about once a week when we write our treatment plan and have our therapy goals we generally write them for six month duration so when a child comes in we're looking at okay what do we want to do and where do we want to see them six months from now and then we have all types of different strategies and interventions that we'll try over those six months and see what helps, what works, where do we need to adjust, and it's a constant moving process. Yeah, so people probably do need to understand this is not a, you know, you, you go and you get a script and you go to Walmart and pick it up and, you know, problems fixed. I mean, this is a long-term thing. It exactly is, and it's a lot of um, fine-tuning and seeing what changes and what works for each individual child. And it's really about, I think, giving them those skills and that accountability to understand what works for them. So. It was really great. I saw a kid come in and we have given them kind of like a chewy and oral motor toy to help build jaw strength, but also sometimes it helps with their anxiety. Sure. And we heard him say to his mom, well, I chew this to calm my brain down, mom. And so to have that, <laughs> to have that insight to, okay, yeah. if I do something with my physical body and it helps me relax and doesn't give me these anxiety um, things that I was dealing with before. It's just, it's just amazing to see the kids understand um, how yeah, to help they're, they're not following what you're saying for no reason. Like they, they, they get why they're doing what they're doing, which is fantastic. Um, Ryan, how does somebody get to you or an occupational therapist? I mean, is that, is that a, a physician request or I mean, how does that part of it work? Sure. So generally, someone would go into their pediatrician, if we're talking about a child, or their primary care physician, of course, for an adult, and they would write a prescription for occupational therapy. And that prescription would allow them to come into Intermountain and have an evaluation. And if they qualify for services, if we think that we could help them, then we will go ahead and write a treatment plan um, for them. And they can always reach out to Intermountain for more information about how to go through the process of getting services. Um, we also see children sometimes in their daycares or their schools, and the school might request these type of services too. And being able to see them in their natural environment, I think, is really great for that carryover of skills. Yeah, and uh, then you go through that evaluation, figure out. Uh, you know, I'm I'm pretty sure Ryan can find a way to help you, <laughs> right? Ryan or one of the crew over there, and uh, you know, Ryan, we're we're all out of time this morning, but I I sure appreciate you coming in and uh, being willing to t sort of talk with folks about what it is you do. I think it's very very important, and it's something that not enough of us know enough about. Uh, and it could probably help a lot of people. So uh, if people want to find out more, they can just uh, contact Intermountain, right? Absolutely. And I'm, I'm really thankful to be helping out the community as well. Thanks for having me on this morning. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll have you back around if it wasn't too bad. We'll, we'll have you back around sometime. Uh, Jen Williams, also in the first half, uh, our guest. She's still hanging out here. She's with Intermountain as well. Ryan McMurdo, one of uh, Intermountain's newest occupational therapists. She's coming home. She's back home. We got her out of California. So thanks for coming back. That's all the time we have. We'll catch you back here again tomorrow on Coffee Break. We'll see you then. Thank you. I'm Troy Shockley, and that's it for Coffee Break today. Be sure to check us out on iTunes. Head on over. Give us a review there. That's always much appreciated. Or swing by coffeebreak959.podbean.com. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you back here tomorrow.